dragons. Well, thank you so much for listening. And uh, first and foremost, uh, let's just get right into the announcement. Not even going to sugarcoat it. Maybe a little bit of sugarcoating. Uh, I definitely appreciate everybody listening to the show. Uh, but the sad announcement that I have is that season three will be the final season of Noobs and Dragons. Uh, for a myriad of reasons, the uh, show is going to be coming to a close at the end of the third season. Uh, and, you know, the first and foremost is to make sure that you guys know that, you know, it's not you, it's me. Uh, definitely have loved making the show. Uh, every season has had uh, a great cast, you know, on it. Uh, you know, people that I call my friends, you know, would definitely play D&D with again. Uh, however, I'm finding in my life that I'm having a harder and harder time uh, recording so many shows. And so I need to kind of tone down on uh, what I've been doing. And uh, yeah, that's... That's what's going to happen. Uh, but definitely look forward to the final season. Uh, we have uh, the glitch from Legend of Retro, uh, his wife Danielle on it, and uh, Player One Miggy, uh, who uh, has been on GameZilla and then does his own streaming. Uh, so, you know, definitely look forward to that. But uh, in the meantime, now that that announcement is all out of the way, we can go ahead and dive into the recap of Season 2. We've done a, a, a kind of a weird episode where I... A few episodes where I, like, ran everyone through, like, the sequence of events, like, day by day. So that everyone would know kind of the mystery and, you know, give everyone the clues to see if they could solve it. Uh, and we did, of course, uh, at the end of the intermission, uh, a recap episode on that, what all happened there. But, uh... Yeah, we uh, have yet to do like a regular recap where we just kind of touch base about all the episodes. So I figured we would uh, go ahead and do that before we jump into Season 3. Uh, now, uh, Season 3 is, at this point of recording this uh, little introduction, uh, is done. Uh, it is complete, so you don't have to worry about Season 3 being, you know, cut short. In fact, it's actually a little longer than I had originally intended. Uh so I hope that you guys will enjoy that. But uh, let's go ahead and chat about uh, Season 2, who starred, uh, which starred, uh, LPJ as Hannibal, uh, Matrick on stage as Alice, and Sphinx as Thelonious. Uh, in Episode 1, the Rayburn Falls case file, uh, we have our adventurers meeting uh, Verna L. Citrinefall. Uh, which, you know, that name might be fairly familiar if uh, uh, you've listened to season one. But uh, the, the three of them meet her and essentially are given their job. Uh, there's a monster that's been skulking the city. It's been, like, eating people, supposedly, like, or, or taking them away or murdering them. Uh, you know... No one really knows for sure, necessarily. You know, it's a lot of different rumors. Well, somebody knows for sure. But, uh, you know, the, the group gets their uh, mission, and they proceed to, to kind of start their uh, quest. In episode two, uh, a bloody claw print, 
we have them uh, uh, going to the Red Gorgon Saloon. They find out that, uh, I believe her name was uh, Julia Galestar, uh, who actually, uh, her and her mother and their family kind of played a role in a previous home campaign uh, of mine, but that's a story for another time. Uh, they find uh, that uh, she's missing. There's a smattering of blood all over the floor of her little kind of tiny apartment. Uh, and the group breaks in and they, you know, kind of look, go looking for clues and find this, you know, claw print. And so, you know, she had supposedly seen a creature eating somebody. And so, you know, that's very suspicious. Uh, in episode three, Raspith Mausoleum, uh, which... Uh, for those uh, of our members of, uh, of Patreon, uh, that is uh, uh, a name from the kind of uh, barbecue, uh, nerd barbecue special that we did with a, a bunch of random people uh, who had their kind of first taste of uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, in that uh, episode, uh, we had... Uh, uh, or in this episode, Raspith Mausoleum, let's focus on the uh, important stuff, the current stuff, or the more current stuff. Uh, we have the, the group going into the Dragon District, uh, getting to the uh, uh, Rayburn Falls graveyard, and uh, they basically find out that there is a uh, dungeon there. Uh, the Raspith Mausoleum uh, leads down to the depths of the earth, and uh, it's filled with undead. Uh Episode 4, A Brain for Laszlo. They uh, get through uh, the dungeon, and they find out that Grigor Grotzer, uh, an old necromancer, uh, is slain by some creature that has kind of risen out of the, uh, the mausoleum. And uh, uh, through their investigative work, they find out that uh, apparently he came to the city to trade... Uh, information on a dragon known as Botulism Bloodbane for a brain. Uh, this Laszlo character wanted the brain. Nobody really knows who Laszlo is. Very strange. Uh, in uh, episode 5, The Shadow of the Night of Death, uh, the group had uh, obtained necromancy tomes. They go asking around for, uh, you know where they could, like, you know, sell them or get info on them, and they find that it is illegal contraband, and they end up getting into an argument with the city's guards and don't really start their uh, time in the city off, uh, you know, with the best foot forward. Uh, things didn't really go uh, their way uh, in the, that episode, which was very delightful for me as a DM. Anyway, I... Uh, Episode 6, Changing of the Magic Guard. Uh, the group finds out that there's another disappearance. Uh, they rush to the Rayburn Magical Academy uh, and find out that K-Ball uh, Kafuddle, uh, one of the counselors of the city, uh, similar position as uh, Verna L. Citrinefall, who gave them their job, uh, had, uh, uh, you know, has vanished. Bloodstains on the ground. They presume that it's another person eaten. And uh, his adopted daughter uh, is uh, essentially the only uh, survivor, uh, you know, kind of strange, you know, how the heck did this person survive? 
Uh, but, uh, you know, in, uh, uh, the episode, they, uh, they talk with this, uh, uh, adopted daughter and, uh, uh, Vivian is the name and, uh, uh, Vivian is like, hey, listen, I just want these, like, you know, black metal boots that are in this safe. How about you open them, give them to me, and everything else in there you can have. I'll, I'll tell any guards that ask about it, you know, that, that you know, there's nothing in there. It's all yours. And the group greedily is like, well, what could, what's the worst that could happen? And they go out and take her up on that deal. And so she gets these uh, uh, metal greaves. Very peculiar. Episode 7 Evaness into the dark. Uh, they bring uh, her back home. Uh, they find out that uh, uh, beforehand that Kibo Freedom Peak uh, not only stands to gain from this death, uh, Kibo Freedom Peak was the principal. He's now the counselor, and he's now calling Elizontalus Everwinter. Uh, Everwinter being a name that you might know from season one. Uh, Alizontalus Everwinter, uh, a, uh, uh, an elf wizard, bringing him into the city to be the new, uh, principal. Apparently he's gone through some hard times and this will help him take his mind off. Maybe Alice knows this person. Alice ain't saying a word. Uh, but they bring, uh, Vivian back home and in the dark of the night, she absconds and she's gone. It seems rather peculiar. Uh, almost as if maybe it wasn't really the real Vivian. Hmm. Anywho, uh, episode eight, the exploding cellar of K-Ball Kefuddle. The, the group goes to uh, K-Ball Kefuddle's place. They go snooping around. They're really not supposed to be there, but, you know, whatever. Uh, and they end up triggering some magic traps, uh, and they, uh, 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 find out that, uh, K-Ball Kefuddle was a master of illusion magic, and, uh, they find out some, you know, other clues from there, too. Uh, if you couldn't tell, I'm just kind of glossing over a lot of the, uh, important bits here. Uh, you know, you gotta listen to the actual season if you want all this info, this is just a refresher. Uh, episode 9, The Asylum at the Edge of Town. Uh, the group goes to uh, uh, one of the locations that uh, uh, Verna L. Citrinefall has been like, hey, listen, you know, there's some weird kind of out-of-the-way places. Maybe this monster is hiding there. You know, check it out. And so one of these places is uh, the Lunasolar Asylum. And so the, the group gets to this creepy old abandoned asylum at the edge of town that has been abandoned since basically 50 years ago than you know, on the uh, roughly around the time of the night of death I uh, in uh, episode 10 the three corridors of guilt uh, the group finds that the sanitarium is sort of twisting around and horrible monsters fill it and uh, they find themselves in like weird amalgamations that are you know, uh, of reality that are sort of being taken from their own past. Uh, for Alice, it's an exploded alchemy lab. Uh, for Thelonious, it's like a, a burning boat. And for Hannibal, it is a uh, uh, like a, a palatial uh, mansion 
uh, where you could hear like horrible screams of abyssal in the distance. Uh, the group kind of make their way uh, through this horrible place, and they find out in the uh, kind of upper levels uh, of this sanitarium is in episode eleven a warm welcome for the investigators. They finally run into Project X three nineteen. Uh, who at this time they start uh, referring to as Vivian, uh, who greets them with the traditional line of, Hello, investigators. Uh, and so this horrible, like, you know, seven-foot-tall draconic being with wings and, like, a long tail and spikes all over it, and its scales sort of transform, which might be familiar if you're familiar with season one, I. Uh, the, the group, you know, talk to it. Uh, it's wearing this, like, weird tiara, circlet thing. Uh, the same circlet thing that Vivian had on. Uh, the, the group attacks the thing. It sort of lines up its, you know, head with uh, Alice's arrow. The uh, uh, circlet falls off. And the creature sort of laughs and runs away. It leaves behind a weird key. Uh, some, uh, I think it was bodies of bullywugs, and, uh, also, uh, uh, this circlet, which the group later finds out is a circlet of domination. Something was controlling the monster, and now it's free. So, who was controlling it? And what is it gonna do now that it's free? Who knows? Uh, episode 12, an audience with the governor. Uh, the group, uh, you know... Uh, finds uh, gets a hold of a uh, 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 a note from Thelonious's brother Thucydides uh, that says not a city but armor. That's what he was looking into with this uh, 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 this city of endless night uh, uh, phrase that they learned from Grigor Grotzer. His dying words were, "I merely sought knowledge in the city of endless night." I uh, probably should have mentioned that a little earlier, but uh, I'm flying by the seat of my pants with uh, uh, with this and just going through episode titles and their descriptions and just kind of remembering as I uh, go. So hopefully it's helpful to you guys. Uh, in uh, the episode, though, uh, they also uh, uh, talk to the Governor Thane more, uh, kind of try to start piecing together stuff about the city. Uh Episode 13, The Case of the Summoning Circles and the Dead Barulgura. They find out that a demon had been summoned. The guards killed it. Uh, that should be very alarming. They go to the uh, Magic Academy and they ask uh, Alizontalus Everwinter, who seems kind of in the know. He's not necessarily revealing too much, but he's, you know, he knows a bit about summoning magic, and so they ask him to look into it. Uh... Episode 14, The Truth of the Mertiel Auberge. Uh, they've been staying with uh, Fritz Barriel. And, uh, uh, oh, uh, they also spoke with uh, Abraham Goldbeard. Uh, and uh, they find out that he was lying. He knows about uh, uh, much more about the war from 50 years ago. They, I believe this is the episode where they try to press him on it. He gets mad. They end up in a big argument. Uh, it was awkward. These things happen. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Fritz Beryl is, uh, they find out uh, that 
the Mertiel Alberge was actually the home of Prince Lion, uh, who was the counselor back then who uh, threw his lot in with the Lord of Madness and got executed out in the streets. Uh, and so, yeah, the group kind of goes skulking around through the uh, uh, Mertiel Alberge and finds a uh, uh, an old uh, sealed up library that has a bunch of creepy Far Realm stuff in it. Uh, episode 15, The Muck Lord in the Tunnels. They decide to go into uh, the South Strakhelm River... Uh, South Strakhelm River sewers, which is the river that kind of leads into town before it comes into uh, you know waterfall in the city. And uh, they meet Bluck... Bluck. Muck Lord Blorgzak. The best character in the series! Uh, and I love him so much. It's a wonder they didn't kill him. Anyway, uh, this Bullywug is like one of the only survivors, pretty much, of the Great Devourer. Uh, episode 16, in reverence to Demon Lord Azadon, uh, they try to chase down Blorgzak, who has apparently thrown his lot in with uh, uh, somebody summoning demons down here. Uh and, uh, yeah, uh, apparently Demon Lord Azadon is, uh, bad news, and he might be connected to, uh, Hannibal's, uh, backstory. That's not great, right? Uh, episode 17, Pantaloons. Uh, Hannibal runs into Murdoch Obsidian, who, with a cloaked figure, taunt him, and then escape for the group to have to fight a Barogura. Apparently, he's behind the demon summoning that was happening in the city, uh, and it's, uh, bad news. With Mucklord Blorgzak's help, though, they take it down and they find out that the the great treasure that the great or the treasure the the great devourer stole away from the Bullywugs uh, was a pair of pantaloons, which the group quickly puts together and realize, oh lord, that's a part of the armor of Endless Night. And so now they know that this you know monster has the uh, leggings and the greaves, the boots. Uh, so that's not great. Uh, a hop back to Rayburn Falls is episode 18. The group uh, parts ways with Mucklord Blorgzak and tell him to, you know, well, we don't want you with us, but, uh, you know, maybe just come to us if there's ever a problem in the sewers. Uh, and then the group decides to go catch up with uh, Verna Elsatrinefall. She's the one who hired them. Uh, they want to get their pay. Uh, they give her a bunch of information. She seems very concerned that uh, the the creature has uh, uh, broken its bonds and, uh, you know, has gotten away from whatever was controlling it. That's bad news. Episode 19, Payday. Uh, the group uh, get their money from uh, Verna. Uh, let's see. Uh, apparently, there was a fight between Flacky Marizan, one of the counselors, and Morn Ballantine. Uh, the group ends up trailing Longinus Payne after he talks with Cassius Payne. Uh, you know, a bunch of counselors. Uh, and uh, Longinus goes and meets with Flacky Marizan. Uh, but the, uh, the group ends up getting found out by Longinus and his uh, bodyguard. And so it ends up being kind of a dead lead. Uh, episode 20, The Demon Prince of Poxmoridon. 
Uh, Alice does not want to meet with the Elizondalus uh, Everwinner, uh, but uh, Hannibal and Thelonious do, and they find out that uh, apparently, uh, yeah, demons are bad news, and Elizondalus doesn't like them. Uh, the group uh, finds out that apparently Zoff Reverus is a uh, kind of suspicious character. He was a mage who went missing, uh, who you might know from season one. Uh, let's see. Uh, the group chats with Madam Wendy, uh, and, oh, I'm sorry, Alice chats with Madam Wendy, uh, yes, and, uh, they, yeah, find out about, uh, uh, how the demon lord has become a demon prince of Pax Moradon. Azadon is bad news. Uh, the Hunt for Morn Ballantine, episode 21, Morn Ballantine, uh, goes missing after he's been hit. Uh, the group, uh, doesn't really find any signs of a struggle at his place or anything. Uh, they go looking for him. Uh, they, uh, uh, end up talking to the wife of, uh, Zoff Reverus. Uh, learn that apparently he wasn't actually hired for a job at the school, but that's what he told his wife and came back with a bunch of money. So, that's weird. Uh... Let's see. Uh, the group uh, goes ahead and uh, 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 continues on in their adventure. Uh, episode 22, Midnight Confessional. They get a uh, letter uh, to those who seek the past uh, that is inviting them to a local hotel. Uh, that's concerning. Uh, they discuss with Maxwell Steelbreeze about what's been going on. Uh, the group finds out from Hannibal everything that happened uh, with Obsidian Town and Murdoch Obsidian, how he summoned demons, hurt, you know, uh, their friends. They, you know, uh, Hannibal got a bunch of the blame. Uh, before they look into the uh, letter, though, they go and talk to, uh, or they go to the Grand Duke Lion Cathedral, find out that someone broke in. Uh, they fetch a guard, turns out that Project X319 is there, confronts Hannibal while the rest of the group is stuck dealing with, uh, uh, Flat Key Marizad. It's hilarious all around. Uh, let's see, uh, episode 23, Shoe Shopping and Bar Hopping. Uh, the group is joined by Flat Key Marizad. Uh, they investigate the church. He breaks down some doors. He pees everywhere. It's, uh, just... Terrible. Or hilarious, depending on, you know, if you're stuck dealing with Flacky Marazan or uh, listening, you know, listening to it over a podcast. Uh, the group then goes to the Red Gorgon Saloon. Uh, they get stuck dealing with uh, uh, the Shoe Cobbler. Uh, oh, uh, Norbert Tinkledink. Almost forgot his name for a second. Norbert Tinkledink. He really likes shoes. Uh, let's see, uh, episode 24, What Dreams May Come, uh, in the morning, uh, Abraham Goldbeard, uh, confronts the group and lets them know that, uh, in the catacombs of Kuru, underneath the church, apparently, uh, uh, uh cultists, uh, worshipping Azadon have found a way, uh, to teleport into the, uh, catacombs and they're trying to summon forth Kuru, uh, and they also kidnapped uh, uh, the one of the head priests. Uh, 
oh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Brightmore is his last name. Uh, yeah, we'll just go with Brightmore because his first name is uh, escaping me uh, right now. But uh, Brightmore has been kidnapped by the cultists. They're going to sacrifice him to Kuru, who's going to unlock a lot of power by devouring the priest. Uh, however, before that, though, uh, the group ends up going to uh, the hotel and taking up a woman named Pyralis on an offer to dive into her dreams or dive into the world of dreams in order to uh, uh, find out what's going on with, uh, uh, you know, the past involving the armor of Endless Night. The group's iffy about it, but they go ahead and take up the cloaked figure on their offer. Uh, episode 25, Armor Forged in Blood. They go back to the days when Tytherian uh, was a uh, member of uh, the Bloodbane family uh, and uh, the, the ancient kingdom of Arcogia. Uh, and the group witnesses the horrifying uh, uh, origin of the Armor of Endless Night. Uh, Tytherian, one of their greatest warriors, sacrificed himself to become the very magma that would forge the armor of Endless Night. And so it you know, became this magical suit of armor. Uh, also, Thelonious's family, his distant ancestors, uh, are the ones that were uh, there. Uh, let's see. I... Uh, the episode uh, 26, uh, Desperate Graves. Uh, they uh, go to uh, uh, the battles of New Arcosia 50 years ago, and they find that uh, Grigor Grotzer was there when a uh, dragon uh, that called itself Emphysema fell off a flying fortress and turned into an elf, and he scooped the brain out because he thought it would be great necromancy research. Uh, they also find that Pyralis is there and wants to uh, kill all enemies of the Bloodvane family. Uh, episode 27, uh, A Falcon Falls from the Sky. Uh, let's see. That's not enough dreams. There were three dreams. Uh, oh, they also went into the uh, Realm of Nightmares. Uh, and... Uh, uh, Oh, shoot. What was the third dream that they had? They had... Uh, oh, uh, they found, uh, of course, uh, Pyralis on the streets trying to uh, steal the memory of where uh, the Armor of Endless Night was from uh, uh, Morn Ballantine. And in her attempts, she scatter, or, uh, shattered his memories. Uh, and so now the group knows where the Armor of Endless Night is. And then when they wake up, they find out that the cloaked figure is gone. So they know where it is, too. Uh-oh! It was Pyralis. Uh, episode 27, A Falcon Falls from the Sky. The group uh, finds that uh, 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 the uh, Blue Falcon... Uh, oh! Roscoe, the Blue Falcon. Almost forgot his name for a second there. Uh, who they had asked to look into uh, some weird goings-on in the city. Uh, has found been found dead with a knife in his back. So it wasn't killed by uh, X319. Must be somebody else. Uh, let's see. Uh, episode 28, Whispers from Beyond. Uh, the group ends up going to the Red Gorgon Saloon to investigate this, you know, uh, uh, dead halfling. 
Uh, they end up uh, encountering Juliana Blightcaller, uh, whose last name I accidentally stole from World of Warcraft and I didn't mean to. Whoops. Uh, but uh, Juliana is uh, 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 apparently uh, associated with a Lord of Madness. They find out that uh, something's going on with uh, 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 you know the Lords of Madness in the city. Nothing good. That's for sure. Episode 29, The Atelier of Laszlo. The group uh, uh, finds out that uh, the the old lab of Botulism and Bloodbane has been uh, essentially taken over by this Laszlo character. Uh, they're going to get some answers here. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Atelier of Laszlo. Uh, oh, yeah, they find out about uh, the Great Old Ones, the city known as Shothfilfgish. I uh, I really like that episode a lot. I feel like uh, there's a lot of fun, creepy uh, Lords Lords of Madness, Far Realm stuff uh, that gets uh, dropped in there. Uh, but anyway, uh, they get to this lab. Uh, episode thirty: Five heads are better than one. They in the library encounter this uh, like ogre-ish, five-headed dragon being. Uh, they uh, go to the fail or the failure zone and the uh, disposal zone. Uh, uh, in episode thirty-one, the worm of the disposal zone. They have to uh, you know get another one of these uh, keys to get into the you know deeper into the lab, uh, like magical spark plugs basically, and fight this horrible, horrible, twisted mutant kind of draconic creature. I. Uh, uh, Episode 32, The Birthplace of Insanity. They find that uh, uh, the lab where X319 was created uh, in that episode and episode 33, The Awful Power of Lunacy. Uh, they find out that uh, Leslo von Drakovich is behind everything. And he and a clone, because he has cloned himself and like scattered his clones throughout the world, uh, have taken this creature that one of the the or taken this body that one of the clones of laszlo has made and kind of tampered with it and put this brain inside of it of this you know old warrior from an old war uh the the brain uh was of a uh person known as anavel bloodbane who i uh, you know had kind of been turned into a dragon by laszlo uh, one of the other Laszlo von Drakovich clones, or maybe the original. And uh, so he, you know, uh, kind of went crazy and got megalomania uh, as a side effect of that. And that brain is inside of uh, X319. And because it was woken up early, its failsafe was activated. Uh, the failsafe is that, you know, uh, it needs to eat creatures to gain its power. Why did this clone of Laszlo von Drakovich put that in? Because as he lay in suspended animation in the city, uh, this zone is apparently very susceptible to Azadon, demon prince of cannibalism. And so uh, Azadon essentially corrupted this clone of Laszlo von Drakovich, and that's why X319 be eating people. Uh, they defeat La this clone of Laszlo, uh, who apparently is behind uh, Thelonious's uh, troubles uh, with his family. Uh, the Laszlo von Drakovich was uh, 
not a great guy, and he needed uh, parts uh, and uh, uh, stuff that was kind of outlawed by the Bloodbane family that they don't like, that kind of dragon experimentation, because they, you know, put dragons on a pedestal. They're dragon national socialists, essentially. And so he needed to destroy the evidence. And so he orchestrated this event that uh, was kind of, you know, pinned on uh, uh, Thelonious. So they fight this horrible monstrosity that Laszlo puts himself inside of and finally defeat him. Episode 34, Three Horrible Fates. Uh, the group uh, recovers from uh, the, their dealings with the Mertil Auberge. They're visited by Abraham Goldbeard uh, and Orvald Stonepike. Uh, three terrible things have happened. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I mentioned earlier that Brightmore was uh, uh, kidnapped then. No, no, no. That was if uh, if they ate a... If Kuru ate a priest, something bad would happen. Now Brightmore has been uh, kidnapped by the cultists. There's the first bad thing. Uh, uh, Odaskal, uh, another one of these uh, warriors in the city, has been stabbed to death. And uh, there is another pool of blood, which is from, believed to be from Flak Kimarazan. Uh, the, uh, the group ends up getting themselves into the catacombs of Kuru after doing a little bit of investigative work otherwise. And Thelonious falls into the arms of X319. Now, that was where the intermission picked up. Uh, and so the intermission went through. And after the intermission was done, uh, the group was back to uh, episode 37, The Tightening Claws of Death, where they find out that uh, it's in everyone's best interest, including X319, if they all team up and get to... Uh, stop the uh, go inside to stop the uh, uh, summoning of Kuru, so that they can make sure Kuru isn't fully you know complete when he comes out and eats this Brightmore character, uh, you know his fiftieth priest that he needs to to gain the power of Azadon. Uh, but also uh, they uh, uh, you know have X three nineteen, Anavel whatever you want to call him, who uh, you know wants uh, the uh, chest piece I believe it is from uh, the armor of Endless Night, which has been hidden away in here it's just win-win for them teaming up uh episode 38 the catacombs of kuru uh they make their deal they go through the catacombs with project x319 they learn that uh he doesn't necessarily want to be eating people he's not really too keen on this cannibalism thing but he's sort of compelled to do it because of the tampering of laszlo von drakovich and so they kind of learn that uh x319 is I mean, yeah, he's evil, and yeah, he's a megalomaniac, and yeah, he wants power, and yeah, he has his own agenda, but he's not, he's kind of doing it in order to kind of rise above and stop eating people. Uh, episode 39, uh, Reunion. Uh, they prevent the Altarius Brightmore from being uh, uh, immediately devoured, but Kuru rises up and apparently, uh, uh, Hannibal, who has been going by Demon Breaker, his real name is Templeton, Kuru pops out and in a real creepy drawl, is like, I smell the blood of a Templeton. And uh, 
apparently uh, Templeton is uh, what sealed him away. Uh, 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 Abraham Goldbeard's, uh, uh, I believe it was his master's master, uh, was a, uh, or maybe it was his master. Nah, now I'm forgetting my own story, but it's been a while since I had to, you know, run through that. But anyway, uh, he was a Templeton, uh, so he's related to Hannibal. So, you know, that's neat. Uh, also, the cloaked figure that was with uh, 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 Murdoch Obsidian reveals itself as Aldaria Everwinner, the son of Alizontalus, who was Alice's friend, who they thought uh, had died or went missing. Turns out that he was uh, teleported to the uh, infinite layers of the abyss, and the only way he could survive down there is if he ate the flesh of other creatures. And so he became a demon. And then got bound to Murdoch Obsidian, which is like the worst fate ever. Uh, the group defeats Kuru, Aldaria escapes, and uh, X319 takes the armor and flies the hell out of there. Uh, and, you know, so it's not great for the group, but they stopped Kuru from wreaking havoc. Uh, episode 40, A Pain in the Neck. Uh, the group wants to find out what's going on. So they, they investigate the death of Odaskal. Uh, Cassius Payne is very involved with a lot of this. So in episode 40, uh, in episode 41, A Pain in My Heart. Uh, Payne, P-A-Y-N-E, Cassius Payne. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, they end up interviewing uh, Cassius uh, and things kind of start falling into place a little bit uh, they start learning more clues uh, apparently you know Cassius hasn't been dealing with Verna Al Citrine fall as much lately there was a big party that they uh, could have tried to get to uh, or sneak in on uh, and they never did uh, they start finding out more and more clues uh, episode 42 creeping and crawling dread I uh, they continue their investigation of the Payne family. They interrogate Gaius Payne. Uh, they find out that half-orcs have something weird going on in the city. Apparently their boss uh, is going to like uh, uh, make insects explode out of them, which is a reference to the uh, intermission. Uh, the the group goes to catch up with Verna Elsa Treenfall. I... Uh, you know, they're not sure if she's a suspect anymore. They're not really sure what's going on. Uh, they talk with her. Uh, they kind of fill her in on a bunch of stuff. Uh, they're not 100% sure about her. Uh, in fact, Hannibal gets uh, the her address uh, because they think that she uh, might have a piece of the armor of Endless Night. Uh, the, the group uh, goes to talk with Governor Thane more in episode 43. Bribery will get you everywhere. Uh, they learn little bits and pieces of information. Apparently, uh, uh, Verna Elsa Treenfall had a, uh, uh, an assistant who was actually one of the ones who, was, uh, uh, who went missing when people started to get devoured by X319. Uh, they end up talking with a uh, dwarf named uh, Redforge, who gets them a bunch of uh, info. Uh, episode 44, Cruelty Within the Shipping District. Uh, the group 
ends up getting sidetracked, going to the shipping district, uh, trying to find out more about these half-orcs. They find out that uh, uh, slaves have been brought into the uh, shipping district. Uh, just a whole mess is going on. Uh, episode 45, Three Conundrums at the Moonlight Cloak. Uh, Juliana Blightcaller is afraid that uh, crazy stuff involving the Far Realm is happening in the city. Uh, Norbert Tinkledink has been trying to get a uh, place here. Alice ends up talking with Cleosandra Windwhisper, uh, who uh, they learn is sort of the the uh, uh, in charge of the black market for agents of the city like Flacky Marazon and uh, Pendlegrass and uh, Longinus Payne. And so things start falling into place. Uh, episode 46, Solving the Mystery. Uh, the group has gone to the Citrine Fall Estate and find out that Verna uh, who had a twin sister who was supposed to be staying there, Cascadia. Well, she doesn't seem to be there. There's a portrait of a twin sister, though. And so uh, the group investigate the mansion and find out that there is a uh, hole dug up in the backyard, uh, or fresh earth turned over in the backyard. Uh, and so they start putting two and two together. Episode 47, The Last Supper. Citrine Fall, who was going to deliver a uh, package of the Armor of Endless Night to the group anyway, but they ended up taking it. She realized that they had investigated her place, and they know too much. She arrives, and they have uh, a very James Bond villain-esque uh, moment as... Uh, uh, who they thought was Verna Elsatrine Fall. Turns out Verna's dead, and uh, her insane sister, who was corrupted by the Far Realm uh, when she had been forced to be involved with uh, the Cult of the Dark Star in Season 1. Uh, well, unfortunately, uh, she has come to let them know that uh, she has sent an assassin to uh, uh, essentially... Uh, get rid of uh, one of the last people in the city that would know who she is, uh, which were the, the characters who arrived from season one. Uh, and so Norbert Tinkledink is uh, going to be stabbed with a shard of the Black Pyramid. Cascadia has one opportunity for her plan to work, and that is if uh, the uh, corrupted Norbert Tinkledink murders the group. And so it is down to the wire. Episode 48, put your foot down. The group gets to Norbert Tinkledink, and it is too late. He has been corrupted by a shard of the Black Pyramid. Uh, the group defeats Norbert. He unfortunately dies in the process, because there's no way to come back from being corrupted by a shard of the Black Pyramid. And so... Cascadia leaves the city with uh, uh, who is now essentially the, the leader of the Cult of the Dark Star in this region uh, along with uh, power players that you know people from the intermission and uh, season one would know uh, she escapes with the, her members of the five supernovas ah so sad but she's no longer a threat to this city anyway I uh, 
Episode 49, Roads Converge and Then diver- Diverge. Uh, the group make their way back to the Mertiel Auberge uh, and find uh, an unfamiliar face. Uh, Jean-Claude Pierre-Paul from Season uh, 2's Intermission uh, is there and uh, gives the group a little bit of insight as to what happened with uh, Thucydides and uh, Pyralis and, you know, his friends that are missing, uh, Alice's sister. He sort of connects in Season 2, uh, Season 2 to the intermission. Uh, episode 50, Return to the Citrine Fall Estate. The group decides that they want the magic items that have been left behind at the Citrine Fall Estate. Uh, the, the group uh, in Episode 51, uh, House of Traps, uh, go through these horrible, horrible traps that I designed to prevent the group from getting to the magic items uh, that have been left by Cascadia. Uh, the, the group, however, uh, get a bunch of treasure. Good on them. Uh, episode 52, Dirty Deals Over Dinner. Uh, the group makes their way back to uh, uh, the Maritilo Bears. Maxwell Steelbreeze arrives, but he kind of is acting funny. Episode 53, they find out that Project X319 has captured Maxwell Steelbreeze, taken his place, and is trying to get at the Armor of Endless Night. The group then has a uh, discussion with X319, and they forge a deal with him to take down Pyralis. He'll get the armor of Endless Night, but they can take down Pyralis. That's their deal so far. The group then heads to... uh, Well, actually... Uh, episode 53, a tense reunion. The bargain is struck. Uh, apparently, uh, uh, Annabelle Bloodbane, X319, needs to devour uh, Alizontalus Everwinter. That's what Pyralis wants. Strange. Uh, the group then goes to confront Alizontalus and reveals that Alice lives. I. Uh, Alizontalus is very upset that his son lives but has become a demon. He really, really hates demons. He needs to be the one to put his son down. Episode 54, A Sorrowful Reunion. With Alizontalus Everwinter, the group assaults the shipping district in the hopes of confronting all of the demon worshippers. Alizontalus don't give no fucks. He is going to destroy every demon and demon worshiper that he gets his eyes locked onto. He don't like them. He, uh, in episode 55, it couldn't get any worse. Uh, Aldaria and Alizontalus, Alizontalus as a father is unable to bring himself to immediately kill Aldaria. While Murdoch is watching... Uh, with Longinus and uh, I believe it is Hank Pendlegrass uh, counselors in the city that have thrown their lot in with the demon worshippers uh, Murdoch has a standing order though and that is for Aldaria to murder Alizontalus and so as Alizontalus hugs his son he is murdered by him in the exact same moment 
Uh, which is very, very sad. Uh, but uh, the Murdoch uh, and Aldaria escape into the uh, infinite layers of the abyss. They taunt the group and say they'll be waiting for them in Pax Moradon. And apparently a uh, uh, spell has been cast upon Hank and Longinus. If they die, a, like, Baylor is summoned. A powerful demon is going to make their way, make its way through. X319, in episode 56, arrives. He wants the body of Alizontalus. Uh, he starts devouring him. Uh, the group ends up killing uh, uh, Launch or uh, Hank Pendlegrass. A Baylor is summoned. Uh, they have to protect Longinus Payne to make sure that he stays alive so that he doesn't summon a Baylor in his death. And so the group is forced to fight a uh, sort of weakened Baylor, uh, which is still kind of kicking their butts. Uh, but uh, X319 devours Alizontalus and gains the sp a spell from doing so in order uh, to banish demons and destroy them. Uh, in episode 57, the Muck Lord returns. Uh, the group is, you know, arrives back home. Blorxac is there. They find out that uh, the Bloodbane family is sort of surrounding Rayburn Falls, uh, which is, you know, pretty concerning. Uh, the group then starts kind of going around the city and trying to get their allies together. Episode 58, a menagerie of allies. They start talking to people like Wendy and uh, 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 Orvalt and, you know, Altarius Brightmore and all these people in the city that they call it, kind of call in all the favors they can. Red Forge, anyone they can think of. Uh, episode 59, a gathering of foes. Uh, Pyralis uh, arrives in the Dragon District and uh, X319 arrives as well and essentially the, the horrible conundrum is that Pyralis is more than willing to give the armor of Endless Night to Anavel. Uh, uh, She's more than happy to. And the group realizes that, oh, that's probably bad news. But the thing is, is they have a piece of the armor, and Anavel wants it. And so his allegiance shifts to being with Pyralis because their interests align. His megalomania just forces him that he needs this armor. Episode 60, The Advent of Endless Night. The group finally begrudgingly gives the armor to Annabelle, who puts it on and is taken over by Typherian Bloodbane. It seems like this is their darkest moment. Pyralis uh, escapes into the waterfall, which is where she has been hiding this whole time. Uh, her base is in the Elemental Chaos. Uh, uh, there's a portal on the other side of the waterfall. And, uh, which is a reference to a home campaign of mine. Uh, uh, but, uh, uh, 
uh, in episode 61, Hope in Endless Night, the group thinks that there is potentially something they can do. If they can get to uh, Anavel, Tytherian, maybe they can, you know, reason with him a bit. Uh, at the very least, they have to take uh, uh, Pyralis down because essentially at this point, they've learned that Pyralis is going to unleash Azadon into the uh, primary plane and then use Tytherian to obliterate Azadon and then take over the city after it's been demolished by a demon prince. Hope in Endless Night, the group gets their friends together. Episode 62, The Last Supper. Uh, on the eve of delving into the final dungeon, uh, them and all their friends uh, have one last meal together and make their way into the new Arcosian foundry where Pyralis resides. Episode 63, Assault on the New Arcosian Foundry. The group is making their way into, uh, like, essentially, like, a, a war factory, like a weapons factory uh, that's, you know, being handled by uh, skeletal salamanders, uh, which are fire elemental creatures. Uh, episode 64, Battle with Foreman Arakar. The foreman of the uh, forges uh, is a uh, magma dragon uh, that they have to fight. Uh, episode 65, Elevator Action. They dive into the depths of the dungeon uh, to confront the Council of Laszlo. They fight nightmarish creatures. Episode 66, Brotherly Reunion. Uh, Thucydides has been uh, uh, granted power by Pyralis and has been mind-controlled. Uh, he's defeated. Episode 67, Sister, Sisterly Reunion. Uh, Alice uh, confronts this zombified, kind of stitched-together dragon and doesn't seem to have any way to stop the dragon and is forced to kill it, seemingly ending her sister's life. Episode 68, The Horrors of the Council of Laszlo. Uh, the Council of Laszlo, which is essentially like a stitched-together series of clones of Laszlo, multiple heads, uh, puts the mind of Thucydides into a uh, new draconic creature, only to realize that it's probably a bad idea to put the mind of someone that, you know, loves one of the player characters into this monster, and the group stops Laszlo. And, you know, puts the mind of Thucydides back into, uh, 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 you know, or the mind from the creature back into the body of Thucydides, and also find out that, uh, uh, it wasn't that, uh, uh, Alice, uh, Alice's sister, uh, Ophelia was actually dead. It was just that she was being she was controlling the dragon from another uh, place in the uh, lab, and it was just her divine power, essentially her class levels, uh, cleric levels that had been put into the uh, dragon. Uh, episode sixty nine: The Honor of the Dragonborn. Uh, Zax, who had befriended the group earlier, sided with Pyralis earlier, uh, basically as insurance to make sure that if the group wasn't strong enough to defeat Pyralis, that at least the dragonborn in the city would be safe. The group defeat Zax, have one last drink, restore their health, and go into Pax Moradon, where in episode 70, Tytherian, the Endless Knight, Tytherian is waiting for them. Uh, Pyralis is ready to unleash Azadon, 
And so they defeat Typhirian, who they were able to kind of reach out and uh, uh, speak with uh, uh, Anavel, who is inside of it. But in defeating Typhirian, he is instantly slain by Murdoch Obsidian. Episode 71, Murdoch Obsidian and Aldaria Everwinter. The group defeats Murdoch Obsidian finally. And unfortunately, Aldaria Everwinter is slain as well. And he set it up that Alice had to be the one to do it and find her way into Pox Moradon. Because if he was slain in the primary plane, he'd just come back to this place and would be stuck being a demon again. But slain here, and he ain't coming back. His soul is free. Episode 72, Pyralis of New Arcosia. Uh, the group finally confronts Pyralis, uh, who is defeated by the group. Uh, the, the group defeats her, only to find out that Anavel has come back as a demon uh, and is planning on eating all the souls of the people that have been bound to him from him eating them uh, in uh, the primary play. Episode 73, Case Closed. Of course, a uh, play on the uh, Rayburn Falls Case File, first episode title. Uh, the group reasons with uh, Anavel, who releases the souls. The group is then offered... Uh, oh, well, he does eat the soul of Flacky Marazon, but, you know, he was a piece of garbage anyway, you know, so screw him. I. Uh, the uh, soul of Alizontalus Everwinter and Aldaria Everwinter is reunited and sort of finds its way into the afterlife together. They have their peace. All the people that were eaten by X319 are sort of released and free. Uh, before Azadon can track the group down, X319, Anavel, gives the groups on a, a choice. They can either stay in the infinite layers of the abyss, battling demons and becoming demons themselves, or with a third of each of their life forces, uh, he'll sort of take a splinter of each of their souls and open a portal to the primary plane so that they can escape. They take him up on that deal. And Anavel is excited, knowing that if not them, then perhaps their progeny will have to come track him down in the depths of the abyss to get their souls back at some point. The armor of uh, uh, Endless Night, however, uh, is also the phylactery of Pyralis, who rises up and uh, before they leave the, the plane, uh, they, of course, with Anavel's uh, 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 help, defeat Pyralis one more time, and before her soul can come back once again, they heave the armor of Endless Night into a pit of acid in the uh, Pox Moradon, and no matter how many times she comes back, she needs a spell to cast to resist acid. And if she can't memorize those spells, well, she's shit out of luck. And so for all eternity, or until maybe someone fishes out the armor of Endless Night from that pit, Pyralis will reform into the acid and melt away before she can do anything else. And thus, she inflicts the group with nightmares for the rest of their lives. 
and that was uh, season two of Noobs and Dragons. I uh, I realize, of course, that uh, I had to give a bit of bad news at the start of the episode with my announcement. Hopefully, you guys will enjoy season three regardless. I uh, I hope that you've enjoyed season two. Now, with season three coming, you know, being the end of uh, uh, the series, I get that you're not too keen on probably jumping into uh, a Patreon subscription. But you'll still get Patreon uh, specials uh, for supporting the show uh, as season three goes. And uh, if nothing else, maybe pop on, uh, you know, to uh, get those specials. And then you could always cancel the subscription from there. Yeah, not the end of the world if you just pop in and get what you can from the uh, month and then uh, escape from there. Whatever it takes to get you more uh, Noobs and Dragons content. But uh, at the very least, the uh, season finale special on Patreon, I think, is uh, quite fun. Uh, I talk with uh, LPJ, Sphinx, and Matrick on stage. Hopefully you will enjoy that uh, if you are a patron. Uh, but I think that's where we're going to go ahead and pause today's episode.